Looking like I'm chewing on aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> so you do know what I'm talking about. My name's Paul Wall. My mom looking like a crystal ball. <laughs> Jason Grills never heard any of this. He said, what I do, baby, is the Iceman Paul Wall. Got my mouth looking something like a disco ball. Mm-hmm. Jason, can you look in the camera? Can you see me in the corner? Oh, yeah. All right. Call me George Foreman because I'm selling everybody grills. Smile for me, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you remember. Get your mic a little bit closer, Jason. What are you talking about? I grew up in 0304, man. Was... Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host, Paul Jameson. Hello and welcome to Lincoln, Nebraska. Our special guests today have something in common. They all have a silver play button. We got Brian Fullerton from Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Keith Kalfas from Keith, the what is your channel? <laughs> the Landscaping Employee Trap, dog. And uh, Jason Rolltie Creole from the Alabama Lawn Pros, the Lawn Care Life. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Paul. Now, thank you to Xmark for having us here in uh, the, the lovely state of Nebraska. This is my first time to Nebraska. Have you have y'all been to Nebraska before? I have no idea where we're at right now. I feel like it's it's way people think about Alabama, like they didn't know anybody actually lived there, but until uh, you go there. But yeah, it's, you guys show up on Lipson as an international country for my my yeah, platform. That's right. I have no idea where Alabama is either. That's a great po- place. Supposedly Jeremiah Jennings is from there too, right? He lives five minutes up the road <laughs> in the in the great state of Alabama. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hey, I like Alabama. I'm single. I'm looking for a wife, and 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 all roads are pointing to Alabama. Is, is that where all the single? Place. That's where all the single women are at. Mr. Producer texted me today. He's like, "You got to go to an Auburn football game." Yeah, that's uh, they they are into their team for sure. Well, don't act all shy on me now. <laughs> Hi. What would you like to talk about today, Paul? We we, we flowed effortlessly for hours talking. You get on the podcast, you're just staring at me. Well, I mean, it's your show. Well, we, we we don't have a we don't have an agenda around here. We just right. we just start talking. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're all trying to be good listeners, Paul. You're the you're the MC. You're the host. You're you've okay. Let's podcast let's show. start with uh, your, your big life changes crew uh, building a dream house. Give us give us some life updates, man. You got a baby <clears> boy <throat> and a, a, a compound being built. Uh, I'm Brian Brian Fullerton. My wife is Liz. Uh, we are uh, we own Brian's All Maintenance up in uh, Wixom, Michigan, and been doing this for a little bit over 16 years, which is crazy. Uh, we do have a lawn landscape company, four full-time guys, uh, blah, 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 blah. We cut grass just like a lot of you guys do, and we love it. Um, have a newborn baby. He's a three-month-old little boy crew, uh, two-year-old girl, Emmy. Uh, they're the love of my life. I love them. They're crazy. They're awesome. Having kids is wild. It's been a crazy 24, 36 months for any of you guys that are out there growing your business, growing your life, growing uh, your family. It's uh, You can totally get it. It's Pure chaos right now, to be honest. Um, but it wouldn't change a thing. And building a dream home, yeah, it's a couple of years in the making. And, and you're uh, YouTube in it. You're on the other other channel. You're documenting yeah. the build. Yeah, we have a channel called Building It Together, and I've uh, been trying to do some vlogs in between. You know, all the stuff we're talking about, and uh, it's a lot. But uh, if you guys want to see a custom home build, check that out. 
some people are into that. Some people aren't. They don't. They, they couldn't care less. But that was our dream. We're big homebodies. I know we're traveling, like you said today, in Nebraska. But uh, frankly, and to be totally honest, I kind of I'm over traveling. I would rather just stay at home. That's the idea. Is one day just have a patio pool and sit out poolside and get a tan and be like Paul. So there you yeah, go. The, 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 today Brian hit my my shoulder right on my sunburn. <laughs> and I was uh, like, that hurts. He almost cried like a little girl, didn't he, Keith? And I said, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You hit my sunburn." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, struggle bus." But uh, sunburn. Remember those? <laughs> you used to have time to lay poolside. <laughs> That's the dream. But one day we'll get there, Paul. Uh, what's the progress of the the build? Uh, where's things at right <clears throat> now? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's a little bit bigger home, a little bit nicer home. It's our forever home, hence why it's a little bit bigger, a little bit nicer. Um. Uh, but we also want a big family, so we want to grow into it, if you will. Uh, but we're three or four months in. It's a 13-ish month build. So hopefully I'll uh, be walking in there next spring, summer. And probably 4th of July will be like the first real kind of like holiday, if you will, that we get to enjoy there, which would be awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's going really good. It's all framed in. They got the windows in and certain rough uh, rough electrical and utilities and plumbing. So it's like the guts. It's all the guts are going in, which is really exciting. So thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah, and congratulations on Cruz. So, Cruz, awesome. He's uh, very, very chill. Uh, if you guys are praying, people pray for Liz and I, because um, it's not a crew that you're gonna be worried about. My two-year-old little girl Emmy, she's <laughs> she's gonna be a terrorist or a uh, president. One of the two. There's no other. There's no middle ground. She's insane. Um, so we're still recovering from her. But Cruz actually been great. Um, and I and I say that jokingly. We love Emmy, but if anybody's met Emmy, she's very, very opinionated, and she's awesome. <laughs> but. You got four girls, three girls. I have three girls and a boy. That's right. That's yeah. right. And it, it, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's, as they get older, it's easy. Mine are a little older, so yeah. Are they they chill out a little bit, or uh, well, you don't have to give them twenty four seven supervision, so you, you get a little bit of your independence. I'm back. just they. I mean, I hope so. I mean, right now I'm twenty four seven supervision just because Emmy gets into everything. She's so inquisitive yeah. and curious, uh, and she's got her little like um, toddler tower, you know. So she a little Montessori toddler tower, so she can get on. Pretty much everything in the kitchen, you know, like the knife block. And uh, she takes her little Swiffer broom, got a little kid, kid kitchen playset, takes her broom and sticks it in the uh, dispenser trigger for the fridge and shoots water all over my floor. And think that's really funny. The other day she came around the corner after doing that and uh, slipped and fell and smacked her head. And I said, well, looks like you're learning cause and effect today. And uh, that's a joke, by the way. Um, a lot of tears later. And uh, <laughs> but Liz and I laughed pretty hard and we said, you know. F around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes in the household. There's, we, we, we hold no prisoners, but I digress. <laughs> Paul, uh, I wanted to uh, acknowledge you. You look like you're getting in shape. I know you've been working on it, and I can see some uh, results. Thanks, Jason. You've been I, watching your, your diet and exercising? I made, uh, I, I have lost about 18 pounds, but the biggest <clears throat> switch was I stopped eating out. So I've been making all my home uh, uh, meals at home. Um, and I guess when you eat out, they put a lot of sodium and things like that. And it, it, uh, gets you a little bit on the chunky side. So I've been making all, all kind of things that are, you know, healthy and I eat a lot of vegetables. So I appreciate you noticing. I know you've been working with Dr. Frank. So I think he's, uh, I miss Dr. Frank. How was Dr. Frank doing? He, he's doing pretty good, but he really got me. He, he's very, he, the doctors basically gave him a death sentence. Like you're going to die of cancer. You know what I mean? And he said, no, I ain't. And, and he learned how. Well, he's a praying man, number one. And number two, he cleaned his diet up and, and, and his body basically healed itself. Yeah. And he's alive. And I, I think he's going to keep going for another decade or two. So he really taught me the, the effect that the food we put into our body, how it affects 
our body. And he's a living testament of that. But the number one instruction he gave me is zero eating out. There, There's garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With the way they cook everything. So you want to make it at home. So I'm, uh, I'm getting there. Tell me said, Hey, yeah, I will. He, he really likes you guys. Yeah, so I know. I know that he's, um, a big Dan Kennedy guy studying marketing back in the day. So he, you know about Dan Kennedy? Bro, I've been watching Dan Kennedy videos all morning and I'm reading his books on Kindle. I brought my Kindle with the me. No BS ones or the Bro, magnetic marketing. Or? I'm reading them all. Yeah. So anyway, he, he sees you guys, you guys are Dan Kennedy with the internet. So he's, he's very impressed with what you're building. He thinks an information business, cause he used to own an information business with a 90% profit margin. And he made a lot of money. Uh, well, he can come up to Michigan and visit anytime if he wants to talk marketing. It's been 18 months since I uh, shared a four foot by four foot square foot hot tub with him and two other guys at the, the Hype House uh, at 10 o'clock at night. That was special. Yeah, he, well, um, likes to sit close. That that made my day, Jason. Thank, yeah, thank well, you for I, thank I, you I for the compliment. I wasn't joking. I'm I'm serious. I can see some results. So. <clears throat> and you got some color too. That always helps. Thank, thank you. That's from laying out the pool. I hear you. But uh, Jason, and then, and, and then we'll, we'll plug your event, Brian. But we it's got like two we got, 100% phlegmatics on this thing. You're a closet sanguine. I'm a closet sanguine. Like you and I are like trying to like stay on our good behavior. J- Jason, Jason's energy is a solid three and a half. Paul's like. I woke up from my nap. I, I'm going to get popped <laughs> up here. Yeah, he, needs, he needs a coffee. At least you didn't make me uh, re- redo the intro. The one time I was at his house, he's like, that was too flat. Let's We're do it again. We're keeping all this? Uh, oh, I thought well, this was a scrimmage. All right, I digress. As, well, long, as long as the red button's going. But uh, Jason, I, I we've had Keith and Brian be a guest speaker at your event. I want you to, to tell us what's happening in, in the great state of Alabama. You look right in the camera and do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or you don't have to. <laughs> no, I didn't know. You pointed. I thought I should. Uh, uh, we're doing the... It's not annual because I take years off, but uh, the fourth Lawn Care Life Conference is February 23rd and 24th. And... You got Paul coming, of course, and some of our other buddies that are that are going to be here. But yeah, we're excited about it. Trying to go bigger and, and fancier this year, and um, putting putting some of the details in place for that. But I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. I got to iron out some wrinkles, but I'm excited about it. Fantastic! And then up in Frigid Novi, Michigan, November thirteenth. I've been to every single one of them. Yeah. This will be the fifth year. What's then, going on? Then, then you would know one of them was seventy-seven degrees, right? That was uh, tw- that was the COVID year. That was the 20, 2020 or twenty twenty one, whatever it was, when they tried to shut us down, and we we're about to bring a tent outside and rent the state fair tent and do it outside. But uh, that's a whole other story. Um, it's good. Everything is good. Uh, ticket sales are strong, uh, very very strong. We're up like thirty percent, and and I'm super excited and thankful and humbled by that. Like I can't be more grateful. Um, <clears throat> the initial day we sold like seventy five tickets. I was very very excited about that. Um, we're watching them come in, and I'm like, because you never know. I mean, you. You know, it costs a hundred grand to throw this thing on, and uh, and you guys are doing the same thing. We we don't have the hundred grand budget. Well, we? it's <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of money. It's a, to me, it's a lot. Of, maybe hundred grand is not a lot to you guys. It's it's a lot of money. Ticket sales. I mean, our food is twenty eight grand, and um, if those numbers freak me out. You know, low key behind the scenes, I got separate checking accounts and bank accounts, and I'm just like, what the heck? But, but I do want to say that because I'm friends with you, Jason and Naylor, and you guys put on events mm-hmm. and. When you guys don't register in advance and you wait to the last week, it really yeah. does affect with the catering and things of that nature. Oh, so yes. In, it, 20, in 2021, we had 350 people there. I had 150 people register in three weeks, the first part of October. And that's fine. That's cool. Like, of course, we'll take every single person. But I ordered 300 
of everything for swag bags because the, the numbers were trending, you know, like 250, maybe 285. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, hey, that's still good. Like we're up 50 year over year. But then it went 250, 275, 295, 310, 350. And now I got to order odd quantities of an extra 50 or 75, right? From four or five different brands. And of course they all have three, four week month, you know, turnarounds with their marketing materials. All these big companies, you know, unfortunately move a little slow and we want to hook you guys up with swag bags. So like I'm scrambling the last minute to get catalogs and change the food orders and uh, seating arrangements and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, I say one of my, uh, when I promote live events, my only real go-to line that I just hope people, if you can remember any one thing so far of adding value from this podcast that, that I could leave you with is some people treat a crumb like a feast and some people treat a feast like a crumb. And you hear that these events go on, you hear about a quip expo that goes on and you say, you know, I've been there before. I went there last year. I'll go next year. Or maybe when the conference is closer, or maybe when I don't have a leaf cleanup scheduled or, and it's just like, dude, like these are for you. It's not for the people putting them on. Like my company's still going to do good, whether or not I put this on. Now I go to my own event to learn. I've been to all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an incredible time. It's a humbling experience. I mean, it's, it's incredible the amount of talent that's on stage sharing at our conference, your conference, Calphas has done conferences, but to just like, you know, treat a, a, a feast like a crumb and just to be like, you know, I don't really know. And I'm like, what did you just stop growing? Not to be like hardball, but it's like, did you just stop personally growing self-development wise? Did you just say, no, I, I don't need no motivation this year. I'll get, I'll get motivated next year. And you know, I get really tough sometimes on my own podcast and say like, Hey, like, let me ask your wife if she thinks you should be there because she'll tell me the truth. Like you can lie to yourself, but don't lie to other people. But like your wife probably would want you to be there to grow your business. You've been promising her the farm and it's like, you know, let's get another puzzle piece or two in place by going to these conferences and learning some different things. So I, I just say like, Hey, like they're going on. We'd love to have you. I, we're, we're not going to beg you. I'm not going to sell. I used to sell it all the time. Kelfas, you, you and I talk all the time. We used to sell people coming to events. You got to go. You got to go. Like there's a reason mm -hmm. for it. Now, now I'm like, dude, there's so many great events going on. Like one might be within, you know, a couple hours or maybe a small flight, but it's like, dude, how could you not take advantage of those opportunities? I wish, I wish 15 years ago, I had a long care life conference, a marketing ROI, uh, an LAL. And there's other conferences that go on, by the way, in our industry from other uh, organizations and for what we're putting on, what you guys are putting on, what Kelfis is putting on, I promise you, like, they don't hold a candle. I'm not in competition with anybody, but their tickets are two grand, two days, and no offense. Like, I, I put ours against anybody's. So, um, we'd love to have you. I know Jason and Paul would love to have you. When is your guys again, Jason? February 23rd and 24th. So, get your ticket now. And don't don't wait until January when things might be a little thinner. Pay, pay for all of it now. I'm sure you guys can get a hotel or a flight figured out now. Right? Like do it while the cash is good now. And that way you really don't have an excuse not to go in January. You already set it aside 500 bucks. So yeah, but we'd love to have you. It's, uh, it isn't always frigid, just so we're clear. It's sometimes like, you know, 50, 60. But I guess no, that, is, that, that first, is probably pretty that cold. That first year when I had my accident, <clears throat> Jason was in the car and... Uh, but that was a cold he year. He was from, from yeah. Alabama and Matt yeah. was from Florida. We were freezing. Our, our, uh, two days later, it snowed nine and a half inches of snow. <laughs> I remember it vividly because that was crazy because that Saturday was LAL. Sunday we set up the podcast. Sunday night I got my plow on and Monday... You know, at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm plowing 10 inches of snow, which is extreme for early November snow, right? Because it's like mm -hmm. late Thanksgiving forward, you'll get snow. But so anyway, we, we'd love to have you come, come, come to an event, check it out. But um, yeah, ticket sales are going good. I, I was talking to you in the car, your guys' event ticket sales are going good. And yeah, I don't know anything else on Long Care Life Conference, Jason? Not that I know of. <laughs> I <think> okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Kelfus, we haven't talked about you, bud. And I, and I did want to give a compliment to Keith 
because I think a lot of this was sparked by you and, and Greg. When you guys made that video going to GIE, the at Pleasure Ridge Pizza, I was in the community in the comments. I wasn't a content creator whatsoever. No one knew my name. But I watched that video, and I think Blake put one out and Stan and, and Greg, of course, Geek the Freak, and you were hanging out by a roller coaster in Pleasure Ridge Pizza, and I was like, I could sense the community. I was like, I want to be there. I want to be there, and I yeah. made plans to be there. But I think you guys and, – and, and the Equip Expo, Corey Ballard was telling me the attendance was starting to tank mm -hmm. like this. And, Keith, you made that meetup in those videos, and then it, it went like this – for the Equip Expo, and then now we have Entrepreneur Academy and Lawn Care Life. So I wanted to honor you for the um, pioneering to film yourself and to call people together. And, and I wasn't there, but watching the video, it literally inspired me to come the next year. Can, mm, absolutely. Can I hop in really quick? I just want to interject because I came to your marketing OI, uh, ROI, and then I two months later went to Jason's event, and that's where I got the vision that I could do an event because I wanted to do my own thing. And after seeing both of your guys, I was like, dude, this is freaking so cool. And I know the impact it made on me just as an attendee. I was like, this is incredible. So um, I just got to say a big nod to both of you guys. If it wasn't for you guys going on a step of faith in uh, what, 2018, 2019, there's no, there would be no LAL. There, there wouldn't be no Entrepreneur Academy if it wasn't for Kalfas. I mean, he's the but one. But there that wouldn't be this community if it wasn't for Greg and Keith and that, that, that oh, initial. 100%. Stop wasting time responding to website inquiries that are not in profitable service areas. Let my service area filter those inquiries for you so you know every inquiry will be in one or more of your profitable areas. My service area is a secretary for your website that will only allow good leads and inquiries through your website. This means no more looking up addresses and responding to people that you cannot service. Using my service area will allow you to focus on certain areas which help build dense routes. Daily miles traveled matter more than ever today, so knowing your numbers and how far you can travel mean everything to your success. Start saving time and become more efficient today with My Service Area. You can learn more at myserviceareacom forward slash Paul. Again, that's myserviceareacom forward slash Paul. Hey folks, Paul here, and you don't want to miss the Equip Exposition this October in Louisville. You can register before September 7th for the early bird price of only $12.50 using code PAUL. Dive into a world of 1,000 exhibits and hands-on demos in the industry's ultimate proving ground. Check the link in today's show notes to save big and register for only $12.50 today. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Yeah, I mean, Community. I've said every time, like every person that's ever been benefited from Launchpreneur Academy, whether it's our courses or contracts, all that mess or our live event, it's 100% because of Kalfas. That's why I tell Kalfas every time, like do standing invitation to speak at our event. I've, your fingerprints are on this event as much or more than my own. I mean, it, there would be, remember we got a hotel uh, five years ago and like, dude, you're like, you're like, dude, you have no idea how big this thing can get. I'm like, I have no idea how big this thing could get. And now there's 400 people that fly from Texas, California, all over the place for our event. And similarly for, you know, Jason's event and Paul with you and, uh, it's really cool. So, Kalfas, I, I, yeah, I've, I've always tried to say thank you publicly and privately. You're a, 
You're an awesome dude, bro. Thank I you for it, bro. Thank you awesome. for answering the call, man. Yeah. Doing your thing. Even when it was tough. Awesome. Yeah. So what's your full name again? I'm Keith Kelfus. Yeah, do your up? introduction. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> mm. Well, you can't have dead air. Oh, right? you're saying do my introduction? Yeah, like, let's, let's talk about you. That's your, that's your cue. I just rolled off your tongues. I'm Keith Kelfus. I have a landscaping <laughs> business in Michigan for 13 years. We do landscaping, window cleaning, ornamental tree trimming. I uh, started my business from nothing out of a dead end, out of, ba- out of the back of my wife's car. I was mm-hmm. a debt, debt collector's calling me. We had an eviction notice on our door. I was cutting grass for a different company during the day. And then I went out. I just went crazy. And I got my business off the ground within six weeks, left my job full-time landscaping. I always wanted to make YouTube videos, but I wanted to make sure that my actual business was stable and I had a stable clientele and my freaking bills are paid. And right after we crossed about a hundred K, then I took out the camera and I just, I, I was like, Oh my God, you know, 13 years of being or another 12 years of being stuck in dead end jobs, cutting grass for people and pulling weeds and at all these different companies. I always thought I needed 20, 30, 40 grand to start my own business, but all I needed was my back to be against the wall. And I went out out of the back of my wife's car and then I dumped out change, got this rusty truck called the blue goose and was able to get the business up and to the six figure mark. But right after we crossed hundred K, I just, I was like, Oh my God, I have to share this with somebody else. So I went full time into YouTube nonstop sharing the message. I felt like I was thinking about like, I'm laying on the ground, kind of like a bridge in the mud, my face in the mud. And I want people to walk across my back. Like I'm not that I want, but I'm, I'm willing to, to show them. Cause there's guys that are stuck in dead end jobs and tiny one bedroom apartments or like an old beat up mobile home. I've lived in tons of mobile homes and they, they want the success so bad and they're going online and they're watching like Bob Proctor and, and uh, Grant Cardone and, and, and these millionaire types, but they don't know how to actually apply that to where they're at right now. How can I put the rubber to the road? I don't have, you know, 300 grand to slap down on some big multifamily uh, piece of real estate or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't have the, this investment capital. And so they get very frustrated. Well, you dude, you can get a shovel, you can get some paper bags from Lowe's, or you can sell your car and get a rusty pickup truck and go start a business. And then you can bring that business up to oh, the sky's the limit, 100K, 200K, 300K. I meet people at uh, Equip Expo, Lawn Care Life Conference, at Launchpreneur Academy year after year, they just started their business. They're excited. They're like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be around all these other guys that are getting started and they're bringing their wives with them and they're terrified to go full-time. I run into them next year. They went full-time. They're like, dude, it wasn't even that hard. Mm. Next year, we did 400 grand, bro, 400 grand. Their whole posture's changed. They're sitting up, they're straight. Like you could tell they got all the responsibility. And then sometimes they show up burned out, but then the other guys at the event will coach them. Mm. And they they walk in with their shoulders slunched over and they walk out back straight, ready to get it, bro. Like, And then I've watched some of these guys go on and become inspirers, that's to help awesome. other emerging entrepreneurs, each one reach one, bro. So this is my mission, mandate, and purpose is to just live my life and make, you know, take care of my family, but make dope-ass inspirational videos that help people get their landscape business off the ground and become entrepreneurs. So, yeah, I'm Keith Kelfus, K-E-I-T-H-K-A-L-F-A-S. Look me up on YouTube, man. And we're throwing, we're going to throw our third event the marketing roi live workshop yeah no. the wife of tron and i are talking about it right now who's um, wife of tron by the way for those that are new to the show oh my absolutely fantastic 
beautiful wife, Ashley, who is my rock. It's funny to say that my wife is my rock, but she actually is, bro. Mine is, 100%. 100%. And um, yeah, she's brilliant. So we're going to throw another live event. If you go to keithkelfas.com slash events, you can find out any events that I'll be at or around the country or any of my own live events. So that's me. That's awesome. By the way, that was a really good line that you said. Like, I thought I needed 40 grand. All I needed was my back against the wall. I almost got like shivers. Like, I was like, it's hard for me to like get that these days because like I've heard quite a bit, but I'm like, ooh, that's a good line. Mm. I mean, it's true. Like, how many times people are out like, well, I have this going on or I have that going on or you don't know my story or you don't know my circumstances. And I'm like, respectfully, like, don't you think everybody else has probably had something similar? No offense. Like, do you think you're that special? You know what I mean? And it's like, we've all been broke. We've all had little income. We've all had little security. Um, maybe some people listening in and ourselves included have a little bit more lately, but it doesn't mean that we can't relate and haven't had, you know, enough 20 bucks in the checking account to go buy some fuel for the day and pray to God your customers pay you <laughs> and snowball that forward. So that was a, that was a great line, man. It's uh, it just comes down to desire. I, I, I always believe. Can, I was going to interject with a question if I can Brian, you, I've seen you've been interviewing these young guys that are doing great. Have you, have you been able to pinpoint like what makes a 19 year old be able to do great and maybe a, a 40 year old not do so great or, or, or one 19 versus another 19 or like, what is it about these guys you've interviewed that are, what sets them apart? Well, I'll, I'll definitely, there's a couple of good takeaways. I'm actually, um, I'll give a little tease here. We're, we're putting together a book that we're going to release next year's summer, uh, How to Start a Long Care Business for Teens. Um, it's already copyrighted. It's already trademarked. Nobody, nobody take the idea. Okay, relax. But uh, I have about eight to 10 takeaways. I'm going to build a, a framework for that book about the distilled takeaways from these kids that I've interviewed and many more. Like we've done uh, six this year. We did uh, six interviews last year, but I've talked to hundreds of teenagers you know, over the years of, at our event, uh, Quip Expo and their parents and there is some really, really interesting takeaways. I mean, number one, um, I have to borrow a line from Jeff Joyner. He's a typical keynote speaker that comes to LAL. But one of his lines is, um, <clears throat> a lot of people think like, they're just ambitious, right? Like, I think a lot of people would say, yeah, I'm ambitious. I mean, I think everybody would in some way, shape or form regard themselves on, as ambitious. And if you ask somebody what's as ambitious mean, they say, well, I desire for more. I would like to acquire more. I want to build more. I wanted to do more. And Jeff would go, yeah, like, that's true. But he goes, I would like to also say, like, I think that's not entirely complete because ambitious alone isn't the determining factor of somebody's success or achievement. It's the acting on that ambition, right? It's the doing. Like, ambition is not a noun, it's a verb. So what these all young teenagers have done is they've acted on that ambition. And also, in tandem, they have a lot less or disregard easier the fear Right, because I know a lot of ambitious forty-year-olds, but they're not taking action, and also their fear, which is a very practical, real thing. I'm not going to disregard that. You have a house, a mortgage, two kids, a boat, a camper. You can't just flush your eighty thousand dollars year sales job at, you know, some uniform company or IBM. I get it, you know. But so what these younger kids have though is they have a greater desire to act on that ambition, and they also have a lot less fear that would hold them back. So it's like a two for one. Right. And that's why they're able to acquire and accomplish so much so quick. Call it na naivety, call it ambition, uh, call it faith, call it whatever you want. But I think those are some of the two or three things that I do want to highlight in this uh, upcoming book and series. Those are two or three of those takeaways that I've noticed with these kids. They, they usually have a great environment. <clears throat> 
Um, and it always, doesn't always mean encouraging environment, but they have a great environment to realize they have an opportunity, right? Like they, they're very self-aware. And a lot of them, you know, of course, they do have a lot of work ethic and accountability to the, you know, make it happen. But I think specifically, like they're very ambitious and they're willing to do something about it. And they have a lot less fear, a lot less overhead. So they can accomplish more and tear it out of the frame. It's very, very motivating to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> you go interview some 17-year-old kid who's got... I, I went up to uh, Albany, New York, uh, Tom Maggs, probably one of the highlights of this uh, summer's tour. And a uh, 19-year-old kid doing about a million. A lot of his trucks are financed. But at the same point, a lot of it isn't. And he's doing a million bucks and he's got eight full-time guys. And whether that's your ambition to go that level or not, you still got to admire the fact, like the kid put it together with no outside funding, no daddy's money. That's one of the things I'm trying to dispel on this tour and highlighting all these young kids is like, you can be 17, 18, 19 and chisel out of 50, 80, 100 grand a year income. And if you don't want to go to college, like you could have a real conversation about not going to college. And also nobody here is going to put you down or make you feel like a loser. And also we'll encourage you and tell you how proud of you we are. I have a deeper question to add to what Jason sure. is asking more poignant and more defined, which is where does somebody that young who hasn't scraped their knees, fallen on their face and had to clean up their own blood know that to have that fear of God, to have that integrity inside of you, that if you make a mistake, you fix it. If you underquote a job, you're going to have to eat that, that to make sure that they cross every T and dot every I and follow through mm. when things get tough. How does someone at 19 have the tenacity and understand where did that come from? Cause some, I've met some, <clears throat> some young guys, these businesses, Oh, I'm crushing it dog. Cause I'm blah. And then it's like, then it's hollow <laughs> on the inside. Yeah. And you find out that, you know, they haven't, they don't have those really deep, painful life lessons to pull from. Yeah. That, that and, and not all like of them. A, like a house of cards or something. So what, what makes it real? Um, well, I, again, I don't think that they've all had those, you know, shared experiences yet or those individual experiences. So it's always like, you know, Hey, just as much as I, we want to highlight the 19 year old fast success. I always tell these kids, I actually, actually, every time I'm in, with them in person, I say, Hey, just make sure you're here a decade from now. Right. Like don't, get into drugs or alcohol or materialism or get divorced or cheat on your girlfriend or your wife. Obviously very little of them are married yet, you know? Um, but I said like, so, so I don't think they have a lot of those, um, experiences or trials or whatnot yet. Um, but I also don't think you need those necessarily to reach a certain level of success. You know what I mean? I agree. When yeah. I was, when I was 18, 19, I was a foreman and manager of operations for a lawn care company in charge of hiring and firing and, running the routes and I mean, doing everything except for the administrative part sure. at 18 years old yeah. and I already had my own place and all stuff like that. And I, I remember very clearly being extremely ambitious and driven and on time to work every day and hiring and firing, make sure that every, everything was done to the utmost best of my ability and caring yeah. and wanting to do everything right. Well, so I think maybe, maybe there's a, just a slight shift in the environment. I believe I could have ran a company, you know, well, I, I, again, I think, I think it goes down to um, a belief and highlighting these kids' success. Like, it's, it's, it's 
they're self-perpetuating, right? Like one teenager watches the other te teenager and now I got these kids saying, hey, I'm going to be like Christian or I'm going to be like Tom Maggs. And like the belief is there that they could do this. The belief. That's exactly the because I just had this this hollow spot. That, I mean, it was a, the reciprocal of what I just said. This, someone said, well, why the fuck didn't you? Right. And because there wasn't any of this information out. No. You didn't have a whole bunch of social proof of the, the four minute mile being crossed. Right. Well, uh, Josh Latimer came into LAL five years ago and his talk was uh, you have to have desire. You have to have belief and you have to have systems. So you got the ambition, desire, call whatever you want. You can have a white hot burning desire like a master key to riches. That's fine. But like you have to have the belief that you can accomplish this stuff. And if you belief is typically you have to borrow belief before you have your own belief. I've, I've, I'm a big firm believer of that. And that's what YouTube does. Whether you're not, it's a, you're a hope dealer, right? You're just sending out little, little, little seeds of belief out there. Every time you watch a video, you're like, oh, if that guy can do it, I can do it. Right. And so by having the ambition, by wanting to act on it and seeing the belief that other people can do it and they're no better than I am. In fact, I say that all the time when I get around people, I go, not only will you not be impressed with me once you get to know me more, you'll probably think a little bit less, which is like meeting your hero, right? Like you don't ever want to meet your hero. I've heard Caleb Allman talk about that. Never want to meet your hero because you're actually going to probably be let down because you're going to realize they're human. They bleed and they make mistakes, right? But at the same point, like you watch these people on YouTube and if you go, well, if they can do it, I can do it, right? And then the ones that are really the multiplier, the, the thing that slingshots them forward is a lot of them have, yes, the right ambition, yes, the right belief, but they, they have the right approach. And you can kind of quantify that as systems, but they, they are really winning. What about the discernment between what's actually true and what is a facade? What's real information and what's... We, I do try to spend a lot of time uh, for the people that we do interview, discerning that myself. Mm -hmm. And usually I just come down to looking them in the eyes at a Quip Expo. Like you can tell. You can tell me everything you want verbally, but as a grown adult, I've had a pretty good spirit of discernment. And so does my wife. A lot of times I piggyback on her. I go, hey, what do you, what do you think about XYZ person, <clears throat> teenager series or somebody else even? She goes, I don't know. I don't like that guy. I go, what do you mean? They're an awesome person. She goes, nah, something's off. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then six months later, you find out like, you know, something horrific. And you're like, I never would have picked up on that. She goes, oh yeah, I knew it all along. I got a funny story. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're like, oh, thanks wife. I spoke at an event in Florida. And so I, I have a friend in the landscape community. A lot of people know who he is. He's a cool guy, but he brought a friend with him and we all went out to dinner. Mm. And he was probably like 22. Mm. Man, I'll say kid because I am. I just turned 40 last month, bro. So this kid shows up in this nice ass suit jacket and he's like kind of like, I don't know what kind of boots they wear, but like he, he's just talking about how he's got this huge landscape company and social media. And he, and, and he, he was so incredibly confident that I just brushed it. Off. I'm like, dude, I was like and he even showed me videos on the phone that him he made in his media business. I'm like, this is amazing production. And like the whole time he's out to dinner with us, his confidence and his swagger was like, I was starting to feel a little like, wow, man, this guy's so much younger than me. He's that successful. I believed it a hundred percent, bro. Mm. And my wife, when we got ho back to the hotel, she's like, mm, I don't know about that guy. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Your wife too. <laughs> yeah. A couple months later, I found out he, he was lying about everything. It mm. wasn't even like his video that he showed me that mm. with this high level production, he, he, he charged that thousand dollar suit jacket on someone else's credit card mm. and ripped him off and didn't even pay him back. And he was just lying because maybe he just wanted to be part of something or, or impress so badly and, and impress people. So think about the trap of that, that spirit of that trap of wanting to be somebody and wanting to impress somebody so bad that you're willing to 
lie, defraud, forfeit the truth and lie, even about petty stuff. Mm-hmm. But think about that. You got to tell another lie to cover that up. Yeah. So the, think about it. If, if that's inside of you and you want to go like, get that $80,000 truck because you want that feeling so bad that what is it like to be that guy? And, but if you're not ready, some people, it's nothing. It's just a truck payment. But other people, that might be a huge jump they're not ready for. And now they're stuck with that payment. And they're like, or they go out and finance all this stuff. Like, I think it's all great. But where does the discernment lie? Am I getting too deep here? This is good. I know uh, we won't name names, Jason, but I know Tracy had a feeling about a situation in the past and she was right. We won't, we won't talk about I that. Con- but, <laughs> I can't connect what you're talking about, but I'm sure. Well, uh, we could talk off air, but I... Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, when people when I say like, oh, this is my rock, she's my everything, and people go, quantify that for me. I go, I, I, I can't come up with a good example at the time. But like the, what you just t- said, but the spirit of discernment, like that's an easier one. I'm like, oh yeah, she does. I, I've run like almost everything through her... Um, from an Instagram post all the way to taking on a new client. I'm like, hey, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, no. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I'm like, well, what about this? And we do a little pushback sometimes, but having that conversation, but that's called being a team. But it, but I think like if you, if you, uh, one of the kids I was just uh, interviewing, uh, Nick Teeple uh, with Paxton Grounds, he's going to be coming up uh, next week on the show. He said, we always judge other people by their actions and we judge ourselves by our intent. And I had heard that line a long time ago. And he said that. I was like, ooh, that's a good one. And it's like, you always compare your lowest to somebody else's best. Right? And it's, it's a challenge with social media because you're like, everybody's got it going on. You get on Instagram. Everybody's got the nice new thing or the cooler thing or they're doing these immaculate, amazing jobs or installs or landscaping or sod or they're killing it or they're doing this or they're buying that. And it's almost like a, um, a digital keeping up with the Joneses. Right? And it works on you. And then I think, like you said, you have to distill and decipher and discern and digest, you know, for yourself, you know, what does success look like for you? What is your plan? What are you trying to accomplish? Like, what is your wife and uh, fiance or family members goals? Like that's the family unit that you got to start with. So yeah, I, I, you know, I don't have any of all the answers, obviously. Um, these, these young guys, they inspire. Uh, I, again, I say it all the time, be here in a decade, be here 10 years from now, you know, because I don't want you to just be a pop and drop, finance a bunch of equipment, made a million dollars in sales, and then um, you defrauded or bankrupted. And, and there's actually been some stories, not to go down in that whole rabbit hole, but there's been some stories lately in the greater industry and community that have had some of those situations happen. And um, what would you use earlier the, the line, a house of cards? That house mm-hmm. of cards will eventually, it will eventually fall. You will be exposed. Something will expose you eventually. So, you know, if you're living in a glass house, you better make sure your house was built on, on a solid foundation your company your family your spiritual walk whatever that is so don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 equip expo in louisville kentucky from october 17th through 20th you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1000 exhibits make the most of this event and use my promo code poll to save a whopping 50 percent off your registration Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.